2: terms and conditions
3: apply. I think there's an intriguing way to kind of take advantage of these small slates on a Friday. So we get into some of these Ivy League games. It's the NBA all-star break. Maybe some NHL we can fit in. And then, uh, Pritch, we got to talk about some of these prop bets in the NFL. We got quarterback props, number one draft overall props. It's never too early to start getting that portfolio ready for the draft.
0: No, never too early. And in fact, it's going to be here before you know it. I mean, a combine is in a matter of days right now. And, uh, certainly teams are evaluating their own players on their own teams, but then you're going to have free agency. And I was teasing some people earlier today about uh, the fact that you have the illegal tampering period going on right now. There's so many rumors out there, Josh, uh, about which quarterback's going to land, uh, which quarterback's going to change teams. Uh, what are teams going to do? Which teams are going to be all
3: in uh, when it comes to the National Football League this coming season? You're exactly right, Pretch. And again, to me, some of these props are information-based bets. So what I mean by that is, you know, if you do your homework, if you stay tuned into the mocks, if you read the Tealys, if you read, you know, the local beat reporters, you can get some inside information. So, you know, Florio there from uh, Pro Football uh, Focus, he had a really interesting take here that Tom Brady maybe is waiting to go back to, uh, to San Fran or not back to, but that's where he's from. Yeah, but we talked about that this four- week. Exactly, so Florio <laughs> kind of beat us to beat it to it, uh, beat us to it, Pritch. But that could be intriguing. We have some interesting stuff on Aaron Rodgers right now. And again, if you can read the tea leaves and kind of uh, look at the line movement on these bets, like people are excited, you know, uh, excited for the draft, but really looking at the movement. If you see a guy who's like, you know, plus five hundred, and then he drops to plus two hundred, tells me respect to money's coming in. So some interesting props to talk about. Yeah, Betham Jim uh, received a bet, uh, a sizable
0: bet on the futures four to forty niners winning the Super Bowl, uh, and. And that's without Jimmy G because they're going to trade him. And then certainly you think about Trey Lance. Are they really going to win the Super Bowl with Trey Lance? Uh, I don't know. Or are they going to try to acquire uh, a, a named quarterback that could be from that area? So we have to wait and see on that. Let's get to some NFL headlines, too, though, that could affect your betting uh, when it comes to futures. The Packers, they hire Tom Clement to be the quarterback coach. Now, he was with the Packers 2006 through 2016, coming out of retirement, uh, trying to entice – Aaron Rodgers. A Aaron here, Josh. So, uh, I mean, they're trying to do everything they can within their power to keep Rodgers happy in Green Bay.
3: By the way, Key and Peele, A.A. Ron, one of the best skits you're ever going to have. <laughs> yes. if, you, if you got some time and I know it's the All-Star break, go watch that. You'll, you'll die laughing there. Yes. But, Pritch, I actually threw this at Michael Lombardi earlier today on Lombardi Line. I kind of got what I wanted out of Michael. This mm-hmm. is really interesting with Aaron Rodgers and the news that they're bringing in Tom Clements who was really, uh, he credited with kind of being a great mentor, developing him early. He worked with him from 2006 to 2016. So, number one, you bring him in, Aaron Rodgers guy. The other key, you know, important thing here, and again, with Rodgers, who will he uh, take the first snap next year with, uh, is that when he accepted that MVP award, Pritch, he was very conciliatory. He was kind of, you know, showing love to Green Bay. And that is a stark contrast from when you and I were doing shows uh, last summer when it was, is he going to retire? Is he going to get traded? And, you know, in Gutenkunst and uh, Rodgers, the whole thing was a big mess. Rodgers is maybe the uh, kind of the animosity is thawing there. You're bringing in his favorite quarterback coach now. Uh, And then also, you know, we talked about Shailene Woodley and joked about Aaron Rodgers breaking up with her. Well, he was the connection to the the Denver Broncos there. So I like this uh, bet here actually for Aaron Rodgers to stay in Green Bay and take the first snap of next year. It's minus 220. Now I think a lot of times with these props, a lot of people are like, "I can't lay a minus number. I'm going to tie up my bankroll forever. Give me a, you know, a plus, you know, plus 500, plus a But to me, this 220 is a little bit light. They're doing everything to make Aaron Rodgers happy, and I think that's going to keep him, especially if he gets another two years at, at 100 million. Pritch, I like Rodgers to stay in Green Bay. I think hiring Clements is a big reason why he will stay. Well, I mean,
0: that that does get interesting uh, bringing in uh, Clement there, but uh, I would say even with Rodgers. Uh, As a quarterback in Green Bay, I mean, they still lost in a wild card round and they lost to a 49ers team that didn't score an offensive touchdown. So, I mean, if you're Aaron Rodgers, aren't you looking at that situation, too, more so than this organization trying to make me happy at this point?
3: So that makes total sense, Pritch. But I would say Michael Lombardi mentioned something earlier, you know, with Brady and with Rodgers and with these really star quarterbacks, yeah, they want a ton of money. You know, money is respect, basically. Uh, Pedro Martinez had a great quote with the Red Sox when I was younger. He was saying, like, you know, pay me because I want the respect of the money, not that, you know, I'm greedy. It's that the money, you know, kind of represents something. It represents my quality and, and you know, how important I am. But I think what's important there, Pritch, uh, is kind of a situation where it's not just money, it's wanting to be included, being mm. a part of, the game plan, you know, obviously they brought in Randall Cobb, you know, a guy who was maybe a little bit over the hill, but a guy who Rodgers really liked. So it's not just show me the money. It's let me be a part of the game plan. Let me be a part of, you know, helping you pick personnel. That's what Rodgers wants. And I'll just say this to anyone listening in Green Bay. It's hard times when you go from Brady to Cam Newton. I would pay Rodgers whatever he wants. Let him pick his plays. You're going to really miss him when he's gone. I'd just ride this thing until, until he retires.
0: Yeah, that's often the case when it comes to franchise quarterbacks, uh, certainly, or legendary quarterbacks, unless you're the Colts and you cut Peyton Manning. Uh, so we saw that for sure. Or 49ers back in the day when they traded uh, Joe Montana, but they had Steve Young already on the roster. There's no Steve Young already on the roster, uh, to your point, out there in Green Bay. Okay, how about the Vikings? They introduced their new head coach, Kevin O'Connell. Kirk Cousins, I guess he's excited to see him, uh, according to the new head coach, McConnell, out there. Again, I go back to you have no other choice. I mean, Kirk Cousins, the guaranteed money that he has. And, okay, what other quarterback are you going to be able to bring in to help you be successful? So uh, these teams, when they're stuck with their quarterbacks, Josh, from a future standpoint, a betting standpoint, I mean, how do you – how do you come to some conclusion uh, with the fact that these teams might just be stuck uh, with these quarterbacks?
3: Yeah, so I think we always kind of feel like maybe in NFL executives as well, the grass is always greener. So Cousins, you know, a great fantasy guy. If you have him under your fantasy club, kind of like Matt Ryan, he'll give you a lot of points here. But can he take in and of you these big games? Obviously, you know, he kind of silenced a few of the rumors when he couldn't win a playoff game and he can't win any of the primetime games. But what did they, you know, they, they drafted Kellen Mond, what was that second round prick, mm-hmm. something like that. And he had opportunities to maybe get some action and it seemed like Zimmer was really reluctant. So that kind of told me that Mond is really far away. I would stick with cousins here. Is he Tom Brady? Is he Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely not, but he's a competent player. And if you're bringing in O'Connell, maybe as an offensive mind, you get the best out of him. Now, the other team I would keep an eye out for Pritch is the commanders, Washington. They're in the market for a quarterback. Heineke obviously, obviously on the roster, but I think they have the 11th pick do, There are rumors. They deal that for Jimmy G. Do they deal that for, for Kirk cousins? I don't know if that would be enough for cousins, but it just goes to show, I, I think Connell and cousins, let's see what they can do together. I think again, if you have to switch to Mond or some, veteran, uh, unless you're you know, two first-round picks or bowled over with a good offer, I think Cousins and O'Connell, I want to see what they can do together. Well,
0: I mean, Cousins goes back to the Shanahan influence, whether it was Mike or Kyle, certainly out there with Washington, but then you had Kubiak uh, and the family, Kubiak and his son Gary and Clint, uh, out there in Minnesota as well, so you're going to continue the same offense with Dalvin Cook, uh, with Kirk Cousins, and, and maybe O'Connell and his vision can help Kirk Cousins emerged there. I mean, from a future standpoint, it all hinges on Aaron Rodgers to me. But if you look at, okay, if Aaron Rodgers leaves that division, I mean, you're looking at Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, and continuity, even though you have a, a
3: first-time head coach. Yeah, so I think if you're betting on Minnesota, uh, you're really banking on Rodgers not returning or retiring or demanding a trade, which really the direction that you're kind of seeing it right now, it's not going that direction. To me, it's actually Rodgers may be feeling good about coming back to Green Bay. Mm -hmm. But let's just say Rodgers did get dealt, even though, again, that's not the direction it's going that would be a play on the Vikings. Like, are you better than the lions? Absolutely. Even though again, they were competitive and actually, I think that what were they Pritch like 12 and five against the spread or something like that. Mr. Kneecaps covered a lot of numbers (laughs) for us betters here. Uh, But then also the bears, you know, they're kind of a ways off here. Yeah. You got a good defense. I'm still high on fields, but you don't really know what you're going to get out of him. If Roger stays, I don't think the, the Vikings are probably the second best team in that division, but I'm not, I'm not really interested in, you know, winning the division or futures or win totals. It's if Rodgers left, that would be, uh, you know, really appealing here to me for uh, for Minnesota.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that does get interesting right there when you think about uh, what could happen in that division for sure. Well, you mentioned it, okay, you can bet on Rodgers or which team's going to take uh, the first snap or which quarterback's going to take the first snap for their respective teams in 2022. Uh, so the Cardinals, Kyler Murray's minus – 650 uh, any other quarterbacks plus 400 Colin Murray's probably going to be there even though there's drama uh, okay the broncos are, is that, this one's interesting because bridgewater is plus 500 any other quarterback is minus 800 to take the first snap for the broncos in 2022
3: yeah. So what does that tell you, Pritch? It's probably not going to be Bridgewater. That's very rare. You see a prop at where the, any other QB is the favorite. <laughs> Typically the, any other is like, you know, again, a plus 200, a plus 300, something like that. Uh, does that mean drew Locke is the starter? Are they, uh, they have a pretty decent or kind of a high pick here, Pritch, like looking at, you know, Pickett or Willis, who uh, actually from Liberty has been getting a lot of run the senior bowl. He really impressed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Corral, could he be available? A lot of mocks I'm though seeing though Pritch, and again you're tied in with uh, with Colorado. Is that maybe they go defense again? And I don't know if that was predicated on you know maybe you're bringing in Rodgers or a veteran, but uh, they have spent a lot of draft capital on that defense. But again, is it Teddy Two Gloves, Pritch? If he's getting points as a dog, I love him. But is he kind of your you know your future? I don't know about that. To me, he's a good stopgap. But really, the oddsmakers are telling you it's going to be someone other than Bridgewater. Again. Yeah,
0: the contract situations for Teddy Bridgewater, contract situations for Jameis Winston, they got to get that done before any uh, quarterback situation. Drew Locke, uh, you mentioned, I mean, that's the minus 1-800 play right there. Uh, same thing with the Saints, any other quarterback minus 500. Uh, betting the National Football League in the offseason. It is a treat, Josh Applebaum. VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th, all for $29. Sign up now and get our daily Best Bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops Betting Guide bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vsin.com. Uh, with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. The deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit vcin.com slash madness to sign up today. Come up next. Got a treat here. Jeff Motley from Gone Racing is going to help us with the Super Bowl of NASCAR. Let's come up next.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
0: is going on a road trip. across America
2: with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSense, the Sports Betting Network.
0: Hey everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any. MGM Casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials. Every day of the week, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Your hosts today, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. Our guest right now is Jeff Motley, co-host of Sin Gone Racing with Brendan Gaughan, a VP of PR for Las Vegas Motor Speedway as well. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great,
1: Mike. Good to see you uh, through the camera today. I saw you in the studio yesterday.
0: Yeah, always great to see you, Jeff. Uh, so, I mean, it's the Super Bowl and NASCAR, right? I mean, Daytona 500, and, and as betters, uh, we want some information here because I'm intrigued about betting this perhaps this weekend, Jeff. So, uh, where does Daytona rank for you in terms of? I mean, I know Las Vegas. We're going to have a big race here not too soon, not too in a distant future, but in terms of. The entirety of the season for NASCAR. Where does Daytona 500 rank for you?
1: Oh, I mean, it's right there near the top. I mean, it, like you said, it's the Super Bowl of the sport, and it kind of kicks off the season. I know that sounds odd to call it the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl sort of decides the champion in in football, but in in NASCAR, Daytona is just such a big deal. It kicks off the season, and it, it gets everything rolling. And it's always an exciting race. That's the other thing you can count on. You're never going to watch a Daytona 500 and be like, "Oh, that was a snoozer." Hmm.
3: Jeff it's great to have you on the show today really excited to talk NASCAR with you because I'll admit I'm a novice when it comes to NASCAR So before we get into like your best bets and who you like kind of speak to the or speak to the point of like How do we bet NASCAR? Like do you bet on who wins? Do you bet on top fives? Do you bet on head-to-heads? What are your betting options and maybe some tips just in general how to bet NASCAR and how to find some value?
1: Well you have all kinds of different odds. You do have the odds to win. We have odds to finish in the top three. We also have driver head-to-head matchups. The one thing I really enjoy are the group matchups, where you have four drivers, say in Group A, and they're maybe the four best drivers. And so you've only got to beat three other guys to win that bet. And there's a better payoff typically in those bets than when you're doing the um, the driver head-to-head. And on the Daytona 500, because it's such a big event. We get some interesting props like Kurt and Kyle Busch to both finish in the top five is probably like a plus 800 or a plus 900. So there's some really cool props that are put up, not quite to the level of the Super Bowl, but for NASCAR, the Daytona 500 is probably the best one for the odds makers to put some cool things out there.
0: We're speaking with Jeff Motley, uh, co-host of v Gone Racing, uh, VP of PR at the Las Vegas uh, Motor Speedway as well, uh, previewing Daytona 500. So, Jeff, uh, how aggressive – I mean, NASCAR is aggressive anyway. It's an an aggressive sport. But how aggressive can these drivers be on this particular track?
1: Oh, they're going to be extremely aggressive when it comes down toward the end of this race. Now, it's a a 200-lap race. It's 500 miles. You're probably going to see some pretty, pretty hard racing at the end of each stage. But look, there's a lot on the line to win the Daytona 500 when it's over. And they're going to you're going to think they're on a quarter mile track beating and banging at 200 miles per hour when it comes down to those last five or 10 laps of this race.
3: So, Jeff, let's get into some, hopefully, money-making opportunities for our listeners here at Beeson. We do have Denny Hamlin, you know, 10-1, to 9-1 to as the favorite. Chase Elliott, Larson, Logano are right there. If you're taking a flyer, and also in terms of bankroll management, like, if you're taking a flyer on who's going to win, do you do, like, a quarter of a unit, a, you know, a half unit? If, if you don't like anything there, maybe some head-to-heads or some group odds, as you mentioned. Who do you like? Any bets do you have in pocket right now?
1: Well, I'm not, you know, it's, it's kind of really tough. I mean, because, you know, Brendan and I, Brendan, who does the show with me, we kind of call it a little bit of a crapshoot because we've seen some of the biggest upsets in NASCAR have happened in the Daytona 500. Last year, we had a 75-to-1 winner in Michael McDowell winning the race. Michael McDowell is back again. He's 60-to-1 to win this time. One guy I look at who's got great odds on him is Tyler Reddick. He's sitting there at about 30-to-1. He's a guy that's going to be in contention with a chance to win. Uh, but when you look through the history of the Daytona 500 and names like Trevor Bain, Austin Dillon, Michael McDowell, Derek Cope, I mean, guys have won the Daytona 500 that have not really had any success anywhere else in any other race because it's a race where upsets can happen. And when you look at 9-1 to one as the favorite, you can bet more than one guy and have a pretty good chance to win.
0: Absolutely. I love that approach right there, Jeff. Um, uh, okay, so this year a little bit different, I would believe, because – Uh, it's the first race, first of all. And then uh, you have this new car that I've heard you and Brendan talking about. So uh, help us understand the dynamics of NASCAR right now. What's going on with the new car? What's going on? How are these teams adjusting to that?
1: Well, one of the things they had to do is be very careful last night in the duels. The duels are the qualifying races. As we know, going to the grocery store – There are supply chain issues all throughout the United States. I mean, you want to go and buy cream cheese or something, and there's a shortage on cream cheese. Well, they're having the same problem with these new race cars. They're having a shortage of getting supplies in. So it used to be that every team would have eight or ten cars sitting around a shop. Well, right now we've got a four-car team with a total of six cars. So they're really trying to take care of their stuff in their practice and the qualifying races. So they're not getting as much experience with this new car as they would like to be getting. So those are the unknowns. We don't know what to to see that's going to come out of it. Although we saw a little bit in the duels last night, we certainly saw the Fords really ran well together. So guys that are driving Fords, you're going to have to look at them as certainly contenders, and that's the Penske cars and the Roush cars. So those are definitely going to be some guys to look for.
3: Jeff, in terms of betters who, you know, want to get better at NASCAR and a we're all about, you know, giving you data information, trying to make you, uh, or actually, you know, we're never going to guarantee a win, but help, help you make the smartest bet that you can, like in college basketball, like there's Bart Torvik, there's Ken Palm, there's different, you know, analytics to look at. Are there analytics for NASCAR? Are there any websites, you know, obviously listen to Gone Racing, and you'll win some tickets. Just listen to, to you and Brendan here, but any websites, any like, you know, uh, you know, free throw shooting in college basketball, like what are some metrics that matter in NASCAR and where can betters go to find that? information
1: well you know it's all about the final results so I think you know there's one website out there racingreference.info uh, which is a really good website there's also a website called Jayski J-A-Y-S-K-I.com, who has a lot of statistics on there and that's really the only way that we can go and measure things with NASCAR's for example Danny Hamlin's won the Daytona 500 three times you go back and you look and you and here's the other thing you can do figure out tracks that are similar so see how a guy races at Talladega, for example, because it's very similar to Daytona. If a guy runs well at Talladega, he's going to run well at Daytona. Mix his results from those two. See who's done the best. We're going to see the same thing when we go to 1.5-mile tracks. Las Vegas Motor Speedway, Texas Motor Speedway, Charlotte Motor Speedway, Atlanta, Kansas, Homestead, Miami, all those tracks, mile-and-a-halfs, half, high bank turns. So take and put those tracks together and see – who has done well at a collective group of tracks. And those are the guys that you want to give a little bit more attention to and can be a favorite.
0: Yeah, you know what, Jeff? I love the long shot angle because, I mean, the unknowns of the new car, uh, how are these drivers going to manage the new car under driving uh, competitive situations? And then certainly how are the crews going to manage the new car when something goes wrong, right? I mean, certainly fuel efficiency always comes into play. Uh, Any other tips that you have for betters for us today?
1: Well, you're right. I mean, on the new cars, I think one thing is look at drivers who adapt quickly. Uh, one of the reasons that I really like Kyle Busch in the season championship, he adapts to a new, to any kind of new car, new track very quickly. Um, but look, at the end of the day, it's the Daytona 500. The long shots have a lot of, a lot of chances to win. But Denny Hamlin's a guy that's going to be around near the front, near the end. So even if you're not betting for the win, Denny Hamlin's a great guy to go top three or to win in his group.
3: Last question here for you, Jeff, and really learned so much already just in this segment, but talking about restrictor plate races. What does that mean? Why is that important? How do we attack that? Uh, restrictor plate races?
1: Well, first off, we need to get rid of the term restrictor plate. So restrictor plate, when we had carburetors, we would put a plate on top of them. It would restrict the airflow and slow the cars down. The problem was cars were running 220 miles per hour. was dangerous. They were getting upside down. Now we have fuel injection. We have what's called a tapered spacer. It works the same way. But on a track like Daytona and Talladega, if you didn't restrict the engines, they would run 220, 225 miles per hour. We've got them slowed down to about 185, 190 to hopefully keep them on the ground if they turn over. Because a car was turning sideways and taking off like a jet plane. And we can't have that. It's dangerous for the fans because a car could even get into the grandstands in a situation like that. So the idea is to slow the cars down.
0: Yeah, we're looking forward to Daytona 500. We're looking forward to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Jeff, uh, fans back uh, in the stands. That's going to be outstanding in, in a matter of weeks. We'll certainly look to have you back on to help us preview that race as well.
1: I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me and hope you guys will tune in and watch the 500 on Sunday.
0: Absolutely. There he goes, uh, Jeff Motley, co host of V uh has Gone Racing, Brendan Gone. And also, you can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Motley,
3: LVMS. Josh, it moves. We can bet on it. I love it, Pritch. And by the way, you know who would have loved getting rid of the restrictor plates? Ricky Bobby and Talladega Knights. I want to go fast, Pritch. Let's
0: go. (laughs) You don't want to be flying, though. I mean, I've seen NASCAR up close at the Las Vegas Sports, uh, Las Vegas Speedway. Uh, It's incredible. Like on TV is one perspective, but in person to see those guys going 200 miles an hour, it's incredible. So, yeah, looking forward to Jeff uh, Motley in his next appearance on the program. Uh, come up next, though, we're going to get to the NBA, the All Star game. We got some props. we we'll get to those coming up.
2: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSense, the Sports Betting Network.
0: This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes to dip or vape, no more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com find to locate a store near you that's zyn.com slash find warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical welcome back to the show it's betting across america presented by betmgm i'm mike pritchard your host from vegas your other host from boston is josh applebaum so it's time josh the nba all-star game uh, because, look, you're, you're on a roll. Now, you gave out uh, some plays involving the Wolverines, whether it's Utah Valley or, or Michigan, uh, and they both cashed right there. So here we go. Uh, Team LeBron versus Team Durant. Already some line movement. Uh, I'm seeing five and a half now. Uh, we, on the board, we have six and a half. Uh, I don't know what you have out there on the East Coast for this one. Uh, your thoughts on the line movement of the NBA All-Star game.
3: Yeah, so first off, Pritch, let's just talk line movement, and then let's talk some really interesting things they need to know if you're going to bet this, because this is not the old school East versus West. It's different. It's Team LeBron, Team Durant. They pick their own guys, and there's different rules involved. So just in, from, in, term, in terms of a you know odds movement standpoint, you are seeing some money here uh, coming in on Team Durant. They opened getting six and a half. Uh, some of these books are now down to five and a half. So oftentimes, Pritch, in the All-Star game, uh, data will bear it out. It's not crazy, but I believe it's like 54, 55% to the dog. You just kind of take the points in a game that really doesn't mean anything. But what I'm really interested in is the total. Now, of course, Pritch, how often do you see a total of 319 and a half, 320? <laughs> you know, it's an All-Star game. If you see that, this isn't, you know, Gonzaga against, you know, some other fast-paced team in college. But what's interesting to me, so number one, you had movement to the over total, open 319 and a half. It's up to 320 and a half. The latest batch of data we got from BetMGM. It looks like it's both a pro and Joe kind of over. You're taking 72% of bets on the over, but it accounts for almost 84% of the money. But here's where it gets interesting, Pritch. Uh, this is the uh, fifth year where they had this, you know, Team Le- LeBron against Team Durant. You know, it used to be like, you know, Team Giannis versus Team LeBron. Here are the last four totals in these games where we switch from East to West to, you know, LeBron against Durant. 293. 342, 312, and last year, 320. But you got to read up on this Elam ending, Prince. This is where it gets really interesting. For the third straight year, the NBA is going to go to this Elam ending. Basically, what it means is when you get to the back end of the game, and I, to be honest, I don't even fully understand these rules, <laughs> but it'll be weird when you watch it. So just don't be surprised. Basically, there's no clock at the end of the game. There's a target score. I'm not really sure how they have this target score, but they just play until they hit the number instead of, you know, going through all the quarters with a timed clock. So it doesn't make too much sense to me, but based on this new rule change and based on the line movement here, if you're going to have some fun, you're going to put, you know, 10 bucks pizza money, big Mac money on it, bridge. I'll take the over. And I think these new rules could benefit you there.
0: Okay. I, I like that perspective. I like, I love that insight too, Josh. I'm going to be honest with you, because I mean, uh, I would just look at the all-star game and just blindly bet the over anyway. I mean, uh, <laughs> are these guys really going to D up each other? I mean, that's not going to happen. And, and okay. You want to showcase what uh, it's an all-star game. It's a, it's a, uh, you know, it's a gathering, really. I mean, if you want to bet this, you, you're right. Keep it fun, though. I mean, I don't, I don't know any sharps out there that's looking to uh, increase the bankroll with this one.
3: Yeah. So what's really funny too is, you know, if you go to the uh, the Pro Bowl, Pritch, I know it was kind of like lost in translation there with the Super Bowl, but. <laughs> they're actually sharp moves on both. I don't know if it was AFC NRC, I forgot who it was, but the move to on the spread and the move on the total both ended up cashing. Mm-hmm. But again, when you get to these exhibition matches, are you motivated to win? You know, are you motivated to cover? Not really. It's more of like, Hey, let's have some fun and hang out. And we're the best players in, in the NBA. So if you're going into this, I would just say, again, don't bet a ton of money on it. If you're going to have some fun, look at the odds movement and really read up on these rules because there are, there are some other rules here, Pritch, that I would get a popsicle headache if I started you know breaking these things down. But again, know what you're getting into, know the rules, and of course, shop around because sometimes with all-star games, you may see a 320 and a half at one book, a 320 or a 321 at the other, and it may very well come down to you know one basket there at the end that makes or breaks your bet. All right,
0: how about the uh, NBA all-star MVP odds? Uh, Josh, I mean, my goodness. Giannis is plus 400 here. LeBron plus 600. Ja Morant uh, plus 900. DeRozan 14-1. Uh, maybe a chance uh, with this uh, category, Josh. I think in terms of maybe sprinkling some on some popular names right there or some favorites
3: at the top and, uh, and see what happens. I could get behind that, Pritch. Yeah, a couple that kind of jump out to me. Number one, John Morant. He doesn't have the best odds here. You know, he's plus 900. But if you look at his bet and dollar count, 18% of tickets, almost 20% uh, of the handle there. So again, Morant has been awesome this year. Uh, He's really a big favorite for most improved player. We talked about that uh, earlier this week on the show. But I'd look toward Morant as maybe lighting it up here. He's got a good split. And I would also look at, Devin Booker, he's plus two thousand. Pritch, that's kind of a low number. Uh, he is taking in nine percent of bets, but twelve percent of the money. So again, if you want to go chalk, I totally get it. But just from watching these All Star games, you do kind of get some of these fifteen to ones, twenty to ones. So if I'm going to take a flyer here, I'll look toward uh, maybe a half unit on Morant, a half unit on uh, on Booker.
0: Okay, how about the skills challenge? Uh, could be interesting. You know, you got uh, team rookies: Scotty Barnes, uh, Cade Cunningham. Uh, Josh Gidley, Giddy. Uh, I mean, it, it's it gets interesting here, Josh, because I mean I don't know what to do with these bets though. Like, I need your advice on this one. Team Cavs uh, plus two fifty, uh, and then Tedacumpo team Atencupo plus four hundred as well.
3: Yeah, so I'll take a shot here on Team Cavs. So number one, isn't the all-star game in Cleveland? I think that's yeah. right. So yeah, you get a lot of these home guys, you know, Garland, Mobley, Allen, they'll be motivated in front of their home uh, home crowd here to, to really show out. But it's also another bet first dollar split pitch. At BetMGM, Team Cavs, Allen, Garland, Mobley, they're getting 37% of tickets, but 55% of the money. That's a higher handle share than any of these other teams, Team Giannis, Team Rookies. So that tells me that, Again, maybe it's not just a sentimental pick of, hey, bet all the Cavs guys because the you know the all-star game is in their home stadium. But that's a pretty good – you're plus money and you're getting the most handle in the biggest discrepancy between bets and dollars. I'll take a shot on team Cavs to see if they can get it done on their home court.
0: See, I love the fact that you have that info right there. Uh, where, where are the sharps going? <laughs> Where's the money going? Seriously, because I, I would not know. Uh, okay, three-point contest. This is always exciting. I think uh, you got Patty Mills plus 425, Trey Young – uh, plus five hundred. Um, I'm going down the list here. Um, McCollum plus nine fifty. I, I don't know if I want to go past Trey Young to be honest with you.
3: Yeah, again, some, maybe you have a guy out, you know, way outside there, at McCollum. You know, yeah. a, a, you know, a cat there, you know, twelve to one. But I'd look toward some of these guys at plus five hundred. What kind of uh, jumps out to me? Uh, I would look toward Luke Kennard in this spot. Actually, I guess he's plus six hundred on our board. But Kennard's a guy, spot up shooter. He's he's got one of the best. Uh, you know, the three point percentages here. He's a guy who can really step and shoot, you know, really the thing here too, Pritch is like, you gotta have stamina. You gotta be able to, mm-hmm. you know, go through all the rounds and pace yourself. Uh, back in the day, you know, when I was sitting on my dad's lap, remember Larry bird uh, went in there, I think it was Atlanta. And he said, I'm going to beat you all. And then he did. And he won the three point <laughs> contest. I don't know if we're going to have that again this year, but I would look toward Kennard. He's taking in 24% of bets and 32% of money. He's getting the highest share of dollars uh, versus any other player here. Obviously Trey young is a popular bet, but I'd look toward Kennard. That's kind of interesting. And Pritch, I kind of like that that lefty, uh, that lefty shot. It yeah. looks pretty smooth out of the left hand. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. You're right about the stamina angle for sure. Okay. How about the NBA uh, dunk contest? Uh, I don't know where the creativity is going to come from, to be honest with you. Uh, it's a little tired uh, when it comes to the dunk contest. Uh, Jalen Green plus 175. Cole Anthony, Now I went to school with pops. Uh, Greg uh, plus 250. Uh, that maybe I'm just an old man at this point because I'm looking at Cole Anthony in the dunk contest. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> Ob Toppin plus 200, uh, Anderson at plus 550 as well.
3: So I fully admit, Pritch, I don't have data on this. So I don't have a, uh, you know, a dunk contest, bets and dollar split. So just from looking at it, again, number one, these guys are all pretty equal. You got a 175 favorite. You know, the worst price here is 550. So it kind of tells you there isn't a, you know, plus 100 and then a bunch of guys, you know, 10, 15 to one, which to me creates value on pretty much all these guys you're looking at. I'll go Obi Toppin here, Pritch. He's got some crazy highlight dunk reels. I think maybe he is a little more creative based on other uh, players here. And also, I believe he's the tallest of all these guys. Sometimes when, you know, the big tall guy is able to do the, you know, the nifty things with the big windmill dunks, you can kind of get a rise out of the crowd. Maybe the voters get uh, in your direction here. Plus, the Knicks need some good news, Pritch. I'll go Obi Toppin (laughs) plus 200.
0: They need a lot more than just good news, though, Josh, to be honest with you. But, uh, no, it's intriguing. You're right. I mean, Cole Anthony, uh, a point guard, but yet, You know, some athleticism, again, I went to grade school with Greg and, uh, you know, Cole uh, gets interesting in the dunk contest because obviously you increase your profile, right? Whether it's a three point contest or even a dunk contest. So it's interesting with these guys uh, in this category, though.
3: It really is. And, you know, back in the day when uh, Gerald Green, I think he was with the Celtics, remember they put a, a cupcake on the rim and he blew it out and then he dunked it? I, I just want to see some creative things here. You know, Blake Griffin jumping over the car. Let's bring in some celebrities. Let's have some fun. I'm going Obi top
0: Yeah, we need something, uh, some kind of creativity to make it a little bit more exciting. But it's exciting that we get to bet on it, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, we're going to get to some action in terms of college hoops, um, some best bets from Josh, Applebaum, all that more coming up next right here on VSEN. The Sports Ready Network.
4: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
2: America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSense,
0: the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM customers can score big with a special offer on the NBA All-Star Game. Simply place a $25 wager on the game and you'll receive a $10 free bet that you can use for any other NBA wager. Just opt in to the promotion, place your bet, and enjoy the All-Star Game like never before with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Get a piece of the action all season long with the king of sportsbooks. Sign in to your BetMGM account today and receive a $10 free bet on the NBA when you bet $25 on the All-Star game tipping off Sunday, February 20th. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions opt-in required. Uh, 21 years of age or older. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel like you have a problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back to the show as betting across America, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, uh, I was touting you earlier about your Wolverines connection, whether it's Utah Valley or Michigan. Right. Great call on Michigan. It was a great game uh, against Iowa. So college hoops is where we can go today uh, for our betting action on the hardwood. Uh, where are you going? Where are you starting out uh, with college hoops today?
3: Yeah, so first off, Pritch, and we'll get through as many of these as we can in this last segment. On a Friday, I think a lot of maybe uh, recreational betters say, hey, you know, the board stinks. There's only 16 Mm -hmm. games. We don't have any, you know, Kentucky Dukes. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of Ivy Leagues. We have a lot of teams that, uh, again, are not going to really generate a lot of star power. But to me as a contrarian base better, I like Fridays because the public is really thirsty to bet on something. There's no NBA. The all-star break is here. There's only a couple games in the NHL. So what are they going to do? They're going to load up on a lot of these Friday games from really small schools that they may not know a lot about. So therefore this market is kind of oversaturated with the public betting on teams that they don't have really a feel for. So okay. with that being said, First one that I really like tonight is Kent State. I'm gonna go Kent State Golden Flashes. Let's do it for Julian Edelman tonight, Pritch. What I like about this one here uh, is, you know, it looks like a, a play like you got to take uh, Ohio. Ohio is 22 and four, you know, sparkling record here. Kent State is 16 and nine. So why on earth? And this is another one of these you go on Twitter, quote unquote, the wrong team is favored. But no, what I like about this one is public is saying Ohio should be favored. They're 22 and four. They're the better team. Grab those points all day, but it looks like Ohio is really becoming a trendy dog, and the line is actually moving toward Kent State. So a lot of these books open Kent State only laying a point. It's now up to one and a half, despite uh, majority bets here taking Ohio in the points. Uh, it's fishy to me. Why is a 16 to 9 team favor over a 22 and 4 team? And also, if you look at Kent State Bridge, they're no pushover. They've won seven straight. This is a revenge game for them. Uh, January 7th, they lost to Ohio 80-72. to 72. And to maybe partly for this move here, there's a guy, uh, big-name player for Ohio, he, who may miss this game. He's questionable right now, Jason Carter. He's got a questionable uh, designation with a leg injury. He's their second-leading scorer, second-leading rebounder. Even if he plays, he could be hobbled. I like Kent State here. I'm going to go Kent State on the money line, minus 125, just win the game.
0: Okay, motivation. Kent State is uh, currently behind Ohio. Uh, certainly looking at the standings right there, too. Uh, it's, it's, it's what you're suggesting, too. What you're saying is important to note, at least for me as a better. Uh, I have not watched either school play <laughs> yet this year, but yet you can glean information from the fact that some sharps have, right? And, and the sharps have that
3: information for sure. Yeah, so I wouldn't, you're exactly right, Rich. So I wouldn't call like another Utah Valley play here just mm-hmm. because this game is, you know, it is, it's a you know game on TV tonight. It, there's not a lot of games to choose from. Those Utah Valleys are, are pretty much hidden across a huge board where you're really hard to find those games. Yeah. So in spots like this, Bridge, I'm with you. Uh, again, you know, sometimes it can really help you to have data on teams and watch games. Like, for example, last night, Creighton, I had watched DePaul a few times. I had bet on them a few times. They're a team that I just didn't like the way they play. They make a lot of mistakes. They turn the ball over. That kind of kind of helped inform my bet on Creighton last night. But also sometimes if you don't watch that can be better for you because if you have a bias or a favoritism or, Uh, You kind of have confirmation bias where, hey, the team won for me, but maybe they got lucky and I'm going to bet them again just because, you know, they cashed for me last time. Sometimes it's better to just literally look at the data, not have any preconceived notions and let the market tell you where the money's going. So do I know everything about Kent State? No, I can't really, I can't even name you one starter on Kent State, Pritch. As Michael Lombardi would say, they're all Coke machines to me, (laughs) but the data and the odds movement is going toward Kent. So that's what I like to see. I'm going Kent State. Okay, I got one of these days, I got to get the Coke reference. I gotta uh, be able
0: to I can to tell you now, Rich. One. Yeah, absolutely. And we got it's time. Friday. <laughs> yes. I can
3: tell you, yeah. So, Coke machines. When, we, when I first started working with Michael Lombardi on Lombardi Line, uh, Michael would be—he'd basically say, "You don't care who's playing; they could be Coke machines out there. I could put a Coke <laughs> machine at tight end, at running back, at wide receiver." Josh Applebaum wouldn't care. He would just play his system. So I wear that with a with a badge of honor here, <laughs> okay. Pritch. They're Coke machines to me, but uh, they're Coke machines that it looks like Sharps may be leaning on with Kent State.
0: Okay, and is that the only play that
3: you like uh, in college hoops? We got a lot, Pritch. Let's okay. see how many more we can get to. Yeah, <laughs> let's see. Uh, <laughs> Cornell. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at Cornell tonight, Pritch Cornell is on the road at Dartmouth. Uh, this is really a play on Cornell, but more of a bet against play, a fade of Dartmouth um, Cornell actually open, getting a point, a point and a half. They're down to a pick them. Some shops are even flipping now to Cornell minus one. So line is going to Cornell. Uh, our buddy Greg hoops has them winning by two and a half. So I always like it when, you know, Greg's a little more bullish on a number. Cornell's offense, big advantage here, 81 points a game, only 67 for Dartmouth. You also get Dartmouth. They're two and 14, their last 16 games. They're only two and four at home. Also a much better field goal shooting team with Cornell, 47% from the field, only 41% uh, for Dartmouth. So I'll go Cornell there on the money line. And then one more for you, Pritch uh, VCU and Richmond, two really good teams here Mm -hmm. going head to head. You actually have VCU. What are they? 17 and seven. Richmond is 17 and nine. Both the teams are playing great. They're on win streaks here. What I like is when you have a 50 50 bet split, but yet you see a line move. Like theoretically, so the split for this one is 50 50. Public doesn't know what to do. Richmond's got a good record, Grab the points as a dog, but eh, VCU's at home laying a short number. You're right down the middle with tickets. But the bigger money seems to be going VCU. VCU opened as only a two-point favorite, two-and-a-half-point favorite. We've now seen this line get up to three. And when tickets are split, Pritch, the line really shouldn't move at all, theoretically. But we know that these wagers aren't uh, all created equal. So it tells me, you know, Tickets are split, but the bigger wagers are going VCU. Uh, VCU is 7-1 their last eight. They're eight and 8-4 at home, and they got a really good defense here. Um, we have only given up 61 a game versus almost 70 there for Richmond. And Greg Hoops and Ken Palm both have VCU by a, a four or four-and-a-half point margin. So I'll take VCU here and, and see if they can cover this number.
0: All right, finding the
3: advantages right
0: there, Josh Applebaum. I mm-hmm. love it. So no interest Mizzou and Mississippi State. Uh, at all, even though that's one of those major conferences out there. So believe it or not,
3: I did have a play on that one, okay. Pritch. I am gonna I'm gonna go over in that one. Yeah, see, just so it's a Friday, we can have some fun. Here's a notebook sure. of all the plays I love today. it. Yeah, I so, love it. Yeah we'll go through it all here. Uh, but what jumped out to me with this one Pritch is a buy low opportunity. One thing I've been doing in college is like looking for the biggest moves and then trying to buy low or sell high. So for example, you know a total opens at 150, it gets up to 155. Buy low, take the under a totals 150 gets down to 145. by low, take the over. You can't do it every time. It's not going to win every time. But if you can kind of make a case here uh, and maybe say like, oh, we're buying low on an, on a total that's fallen, take the over. And they're both re- really high paced in terms of tempo, mm-hmm. or they're good offensive shooting, that kind of thing. So my play here was was going over with uh, Missouri and Mississippi State. The total open 136. It's been bet down to around 134. To me, this is a hey, there was some money coming in early on mm-hmm. the under, but I think it's a buy low play on the over 134 now. Ken Palm's got a 137. Uh, both teams have been profitable to the over this season. And you look at Mississippi state six and one to the over their last seven at home, Missouri three and one to the over their last four. Again, you're betting the under now. Maybe it sails under. I hope not. Cause I'm on the over. But I like kind of buying low in these spots, Bridge. It's not really a sharp play, in my opinion, but it's kind of a, be- a value play based on a, a uh, kind of a drop that may be too much.
0: Yeah, I love this insight because you do this each and every day on your podcast, the Market Insights podcast, which you can catch <laughs> from Josh. And this is the info you're going to get. Uh, so uh, with the w- what you just said and laid out for College Hoops, what else did you feature on your podcast today? <laughs>
3: So actually, at a prop bet I want to throw your way, Pritch, and end the show here on this number one overall pick in the NFL draft. So uh, again, I'm the I'm the loser, the crazy guy who googles mock drafts every single day because I just can't get enough of it. I want to know who the Patriots pick, but really from a betting standpoint, if you act early, sometimes the early bird can get the worm with these props. Pritch, who do you think is going to go one to the Jaguars? We have oh. Evan Neal uh, plus 175. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Hutchinson, the favorite, plus 165. Thibodeau plus 350. Uh Equanu, uh Icky Equino, pretty cool name. I like that name, mm-hmm. but plus four hundred there, Pritch. My play is Evan Neal. Uh, if you look at Jacksonville, what do they have to do? They have to protect Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you look at Peterson, their coach, offensive-minded guy. They have three offensive linemen starters uh, who are going to be free agents here, including Cam Robinson. So I think you draft Neal here. Todd McShay had him going number one overall. I like Hutchinson one when it was the Jack when it was the, uh, the, Troy, the Lions making yeah. the pick. Yeah, because they had that connection here. Now that it's Jacksonville, I think you take Neal. What do you think, Pritch? I won't put you on the spot, but plus 175, I think we're, I think that number is as good as it's going to get right now. So
0: every mock that you've seen so far, what are we on, 2.0? Maybe some.
3: 2.0, okay. 3.0. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to like 21.0 by the time sure. the draft actually starts. But all of them probably have
0: Hutchinson going to Detroit though, right?
3: Hutchinson early, but a lot of them are showing Neil now, Pritch. And hey, you got to protect Lawrence.
0: Well, Neil going number one to Jacksonville, but yet Hutchinson number two to Detroit. I, I think that's how it's going to shake out. We'll get more into that for sure. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your plays, too, Josh. Appreciate it, Pritch. Good luck. The Edge coming up next.